couldn't sleep at all last night. Welcome all you sunrisers and moonrisers to Sleepless in Studio City, a safe place for discussing what's keeping your mind, body, and spirit from sweet, sound slumber. Your host, Dr. Debs, a celebrated columnist, lauded love, romance, relationship, and dating coach, offers simple, soothing solutions and heartfelt help. Dr. Debs will discuss topics such as finding and keeping the love you deserve, dating, marriage, parenting, setting boundaries, breaking the cycle, breaking up, following your dreams. We respect your privacy and will not reveal names or contact info. If you'd like your questions answered during a show but are hesitant to call in, please feel free to write Dr. Debs at sleeplessinstudiocity at gmail.com and she will address your concerns on the next broadcast. You can also find updates and weekly affirmations on Facebook slash Sleepless in Studio City. And now, without further ado... Here's Dr. Debs. Thank you, Zach, for that energizing introduction. Always a pleasure and honor to be here with all you night owls for another exciting episode of Sleepless in Studio City. Stay tuned for our magical musical interlude. I'll be presenting the sensational singer... Ada Bird Wolf. She'll be performing a tune from her new CD entitled He and Me with the master musical director, composer, arranger, and pianist, Jameson Trotter. You won't want to miss this intimate interview. I'm drawing a blank as to what I want to spiel about which may be a blessing in disguise, starting from scratch with a clean slate. (laughs) What a concept. I love doing that. I usually change my name. I used to change my location, but today I know I can transform from the inside out. I don't even have to take a geographic. (laughs) In fact... I've been physically living in the same abode for over 33 years, and I love the space. The space between my ears is the one that needs constant reinventing, the prison of my mind, the solitary confinement I condemn myself to. I heard someone say that when they wake up in the morning, the committee in their head has already been up for hours. (laughs) <laughs> waiting to attack them emotionally, verbally, spiritually. Yes, and then we have to spend most of the rest of the day, as I do, turning off the negative tapes, replacing them with positive ones. Hopefully by the evening I can rest peacefully, being my best self, having risen above the Michigas, the ego that's out to sabotage. <laughs> I'm curious. How do you achieve getting to the place where you're the best version of yourself, where you're aware and conscious, mindful, grateful? Ah, I hit it right there with that word, gratitude. A very simple word, but how do you make it a priority in your life? Are you so busy running, 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 doing, 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 accomplishing tasks that gratitude is last on your list? Or a once a year phenomenon at Thanksgiving? What about the dailies? Ha! Does gratitude fit in the category of brushing your teeth of nourishment? Ha! Another wonderful word in our language that can be elusive to the masses. Nourishment, what is that? Is it a healthy meal, taking a walk, meditating, listening, or creating music? Is it creating anything? Writing is my tool to reach the plane where I come alive, where I feel passion, a connection to every other human being, recognizing we're all the same on the inside. We're one atom, one electron, one neutron, one amoeba, one entity. We're not separate in the least, albeit completely unique and different on the outside. That's what gets us stuck in bigotry, racism, sexism, every other ism. We're judging everybody and everything externally when internally we're only one human being. 
your pains, my pain, your poverty, my poverty, your joy, my joy, your success, my success. <laughs> Wouldn't it be euphoric if we could actually celebrate the glory of each and every person we meet? I sound like a broken record. I've heard this rap over and over from myself. I refer to those people who can't be cheerleaders for others' wins. I've always looked at your triumphs, your prosperity as motivation and hope I can reach that pinnacle as well. I never wish failure on anyone, even my own enemies. <laughs> I know people that get all bummed out when other people are winning awards or passing through milestone events. They're like, oh, what about me? What about me? <laughs> Well, I look at it as more, the more, the merrier. If you can rise above, I can rise above. If you can win, I can win. Which brings me to another form of rising above. Resentment, animosity, hostility, anger, unforgiveness. What about praying for those who irk me, who get all the goodies in life I would want for myself? Especially and even when you don't believe it, act as if. Say the words, albeit gritting your teeth and wanting to practice voodoo on them instead. Wait a minute, is that the key? Acting as if? Acting as if I'm grateful? Acting as if I've forgiven you? Acting as if I'm blissful? Fake it till you make it? I guess I'm a great actress. Even when I was a kid living in a verbally, emotionally abusive war zone, I'd laugh and smile, make jokes, pretend everyone was hunky-dory. Okay, so some serious denial there, but crucial to survival in that kind of dysfunctional household. I once had a so-called friend who chided, derided, demeaned me for putting a smile on my face in public when I had internal angst and sadness. Well, what the heck? Why wallow in self-pity? Life's too short to surround myself in a bubble of misery. Sure, misery loves company, but I love the company of like-minded souls seeking the glass half full, not the glass half empty who see the roses on the thorn bush rather than the thorns on the rose bush. Can I rest my case? Or do you need more evidence that this is the Holy Grail, the treasure chest of tools to trudge the road to happy destiny? I can't do it alone because I see God in each and every one of you. Yes, I've always prided myself in seeing behind your facade, your rage, your meanness, your jealousy. I'd focus on the light I saw in you. Or was I just reflecting my own light? In either scenario, we require two to live in the sunshine of the Spirit. It's so much more friendlier with two, says Pooh. Wherever two or more are gathered, says the Sermon on the Mount, whatever your belief, religion, they all exclaim, proclaim, preach, expound identical messages. <laughs> There's nothing unique or new here. Every concept theory is a tale as old as time. The pandemic isn't even new. It isn't the first and won't be the last. However, are you ready to hear? Are you teachable? When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. It may be right this minute, maybe tomorrow, maybe yesterday. All you have to do is stay open, take the cotton out of your ears, put it in your mouth, and listen to that still, small voice within to the pause. That's where you'll find the truth, the essence, the meaning, the significance. It's all in the silence. Silence is golden, golden. And I thought it was in talking. <laughs> sure, I've had the gift to gab my whole life. I can barely stop a minute to hear you as the recovering interrupter I am. <laughs> the one who knows it all, who has a solution to everything, who knows the answer before I hear the question. That was me in school raising my hand before the question was presented. Okay, so maybe I was spot on every time, but still never the opportunity to acquire skills to live. Listening, stopping to smell the roses. Now that I've given you the existential resolution, the way out, the fix, the panacea, the key, you can relax, take a tizzy, breathe, and concentrate on valuable ventures. <laughs> like engaging in your God-given gifts of talent, the ones you're here on the planet to present, the presence, the passion that will carry you through no matter the outer circumstances. I love the COVID blessings I've heard from sea to shining sea of folks rising to the occasion, soaring to unimaginable miraculous steps and heights. You thought COVID was a bummer. Quite the contrary, my friend. I'm grateful for COVID. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for this radio show. I'm grateful for the sunrise, the moon glow, my arms, my legs, my heart, my soul. Who can ask for anything more? I'm the richest gal in the Milky Way, and I owe it all to you and you and you and you. Let's pause together and feel that glow, that radiance, that luminosity, that brilliance. Ah, 
Are you feeling it? Are you sensing the magnificence, marvel, majestic splendor, grandeur, greatness, nobility, opulence, beauty, and elegance? Soak it up like a sponge, indulge in it, wrap yourself in a bubble, and stay there for as long as you can. Let's do it all as one entity right this second up to the count of five. One, two, three, four, five, because it's six, seven, eight. Open up the pearly gate. <laughs> now it's time for our caller. Hello there. Welcome to Sleepless in Studio City. I'm Dr. Debs, and who am I speaking with? Hi, this is Sarah. Hi, Sarah, and where are you calling from? I'm in Louisville, California. Welcome to the show, Sarah. What's on your mind tonight? What's keeping you from sweet, soft slumber? I don't know. A few things, but um, I guess part of it, which I hate to keep talking about COVID, but um, I've always had sort of like an issue with like people pleasing and, you know, wanting to be really hospitable and like letting people come over. And I've always been like a host you know, like at parties and lots of people over and I'm always like, you know, come here, come here and very hospitable. And I've noticed that during all of this insanity for the past year, like I've been worse about it or it's been harder for me because I have to keep away from everybody. And I have asthma, so I have a pre-existing condition, so I've been a lot more quarantined than a lot of my friends because I'm younger, I'm in my 30s early 30s, and, um, you know, a lot, most of them don't have health issues, so they haven't been quite as cautious, and it's been difficult because I wanted to, you know, see people or whatever, and the most I'm willing to do right now is hang out with people outside at my place, very far apart, like 10 feet apart, and I don't want anybody coming into my, into my, um, condo because, I don't want anybody inside, but it's really awkward to be like, oh, yeah, let's hang out, but you can only hang out until you have to pee because you can't come inside. <laughs> like, it's so awkward, but at the same time, like, I'm not trying to get sick nor get them sick, even though they're not worried, and I've had friends be like, oh, I'll wipe down the bathroom, you know, I'll wear a mask, all this, and I'm like, I know, but there's no reason to do that. Like, it's just not necessary, but it's been really, really hard for me to have that boundary and it's something that I've always worked on and been working on my whole life to not, you know, put other people first and make sure I'm taking care of my needs. And I've just noticed it popping up a lot more during this time because it's just such an awkward situation to have to be like, yeah, I would love to hang out, but, like, also, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just, like, a weird thing. And especially during the holidays, you know, everybody wasn't working and it came up a little bit more. And yeah, it's just been like a little weird and also trying to obviously stay in touch with people because I don't want to like lose touch with my friends or like you know have our relationship suffer because of this but I'm also not trying to die so <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much Sarah for being so candid and honest I wanted to point out you used the word weird several times I was just wondering if you judge yourself harshly or not because from my viewpoint, you're not being weird at all. You're just being safe and cautious and smart. And I just heard that weird a, a couple of times. Is that something that you do often, that you judge yourself? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say I am very judgmental of myself, not really as much so of others, but I'm very judgy of myself. And not that I really care what anyone thinks, because I don't, but... Um, I just, it's uncomfortable for me to have to set that boundary because it's so out of my normal realm of being. It sounds like a dichotomy there because on one hand you're saying you don't care what other people think and on the other hand you're saying that you're a people pleaser, it's hard to put yourself first over others. So is that something that you oscillate between back and forth? Yeah, I think I go back and forth, but I think that people-pleasing is not so much what other people think of me. It's my judgment on myself. Right. So, I, because I, I really don't care if, like, people are mad or, like, they think I'm weird or whatever. There's my word, weird. But 
it's more so a judgment on myself. Bingo. You sounds like you hit it on the nose. You're so insightful. But I, again, it's, I, I say people pleasing because it's people pleasing from my point of view. Right. How I perceive it. So it's really just all an issue with me. <laughs> but, still, um, but still, it's, it's trying to combat the voice in my brain that's like, that's okay, that's not okay, that's, you know, out of the realm, that's in the realm, blah, 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 blah. So it, it really has nothing to do with, like, who I'm speaking about. It's more me just getting in my own way or getting in my own head. Oh, it sounds like what my spiel was about tonight, waking up in the morning and having this committee already having risen hours before saying all these negative things and self-sabotage, etc. Is that something you've always been hard on yourself with, judging yourself that harshly? Oh, yeah, totally. Do you know where I'm that's... definitely my harshest critic. And it's very funny because I grew up in a very, very supportive environment with, like, a lot of encouragement all around. So I never had anybody so much, like, judging me or you're not going for any of that, which I'm really grateful for. So instead, I guess, I took on the role of judging myself. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's very interesting. Because a lot of people come from a critical environment, and you're saying that you grew up in a supportive environment that was nurturing, and you took on the role as the chief critic yeah but i will say that i'm also like my own biggest cheerleader so it's not that i'm like very down i don't want to sound like i'm like oh you're i judge myself or anything but i'm i'm like my harshest critic but also my biggest supporter so i just i very much go both ways like i think i'm amazing i think i literally think i'm the best thing since sliced bread i think i'm so great but also i judge my behavior because I'm a perfectionist and because I want to be the best and all of that. So it goes both ways. I'm not like, oh, you're terrible and this and that and the other. Right. Um, I think it's just I I strive to behave in the best way that I feel is possible and for me and, and everybody else kind of thing, if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. Does the pendulum ever swing in the middle or does it just go from end to end? Um, I think it could be in, in between, too. Yeah. I was wondering if that's something you might want to strive for, because I know either ends are the same thing. Like, either I'm the best or I'm the worst is basically the same. And somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle is where a lot of people strive for. Yeah, we're not the best or the worst. It's easy to go to either end. But somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle is reality. And sometimes that's a difficult place to be, especially if you're a perfectionist. To be one of many, somewhere in the middle, oh, well, I'm not the best, I'm not the worst, I'm just mm-hmm. one of many. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that something you would like to achieve, to get to a place where you're not so hard on yourself? Yeah, I think so. I mean, and it also goes to, like... I do the same thing where I'm, like, not present. Like, I do it where I'll be thinking, like, I'm so stressed out about, we can use that COVID example, like, you know, maybe I'm supposed to get together with someone and I'll be so stressed out about, like, you know, that we're going to be outside and that they can't come inside and that all of this, that I, like, don't even enjoy it because I've stressed myself out so much. Mm. So there's also that part about it where, like, I guess, which is, similar because it's like not being in the middle it's like going to an extreme of either worrying about what's going to happen or what did happen right so i kind of do the same thing with that like i'm very extremist i guess so (laughs) i'm not very much like in the middle it's either like a life or death everything is life or death situation (laughs) it sounds like it's difficult for you to be in the now that you're either in the past or the future worrying about Right? Because in the past, it's all about regret and remorse, and the future is all about worry and anxiety. So again, somewhere Mm -hmm. in the middle is being in the now. It's the same thing. Like you said it, extremes. I just want to applaud you for being so conscious and aware and mindful of exactly where you are. That's a huge feat. They say that awareness Mm -hmm. is the first step. That's like 90% 
of the transformation. And what we're going to do right now, Sarah, is we're going to take a brief station break. And you can think about that for a few minutes. When we come back, we could talk about some tools in finding a happy medium. Sounds good. Hold on to that thought. We'll be right back. The moment you've been waiting for, our magical musical interlude featuring the stunning stellar singer, Ada Birdwolf. Welcome to the show, Ada. Hey, hey, how are you doing? (laughs) It's a pleasure and honor to have you. I wanted to start out asking you a little bit about your musical history, or her story as I call it, and how you first found a passion with jazz. Oh, well, okay. So, uh, I mean, I basically, you know, like a lot of <laughs> like a lot of musicians, I've basically been involved in music since I was very young, and uh, as a singer and as an instrumentalist, uh, you know, probably beginning when I was around five or six years old with piano lessons. And um, you know, like a lot of like a lot of people of my age, uh, in the in the my high school years, which were in the sixties and early seventies, you know, I was involved in playing guitar and folk music and writing songs. And um, sometime in my oh, and then I went to college, and that's where I first became interested in jazz. Um, at that time in Chicago, where I went to college, <clears throat> the AACM, you know, they were very uh, advanced you know, kind of a free-form jazz um, organization and uh, Joseph Jarrett and um, Mahal Richard Abrams um, and folks like that were very advanced in uh, creating this, creating jazz. And I just became completely enamored of jazz. And, and you know, like like a lot of, <laughs> in like a lot of times that have been close to 1930s and 40s, uh, you know, jazz, uh, at that time, jazz didn't have a very big audience. There were everyone was listening to the pop and and folk music, and so they used to go at three o'clock in the morning after after the other you know clubs had closed down and play um, at clubs, and so we were up late a lot listening to jazz. So and so after college, I did take a hiatus of some decades <laughs> and came back to music about. 10 years ago, and uh, just really, I mean, that time I came back, I actually came in through French music, because I'm modestly fluent in French, and I came back through Edith Piaf and Chuckwell and uh, Asmore, Charles Asmore, and I pretty quickly moved into uh, mainstream uh, vocal jazz, and um, kind of a classic Great American Songbook, and then the longer I've been involved in it, the more interested I've become in uh, music that's a little bit more dissonant. That it's just more interesting to me than I mean. I love the great American songs, but Jameson, uh, uh, who's my musical director, and I began a series of shows. I think around 2016 that I called Great uh, Giant Shoulders. From those shows, we did uh, single single musician shows. You know, musicians who really instrumentalists and had some songs that had, had lyrics written afterwards. So we did, the first show was on uh, Monk, uh, the second show was on Mingus, and the third show was on uh, Coltrane and Miles Davis. Ooh, um, all the greats, so. Monk and Mingus and Davis and, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> and speaking of the greats, Jameson Trotter, as your musical director, what's wonderful about working with him? Well, just his creativity and his, you know, he's got a boundless imagination and his ability to just leap into music in this very fearless way. Uh, and, uh, you know, he is very uh, very interested in the kind of uh, dissonant music that I'm interested in. And, um, uh, and the other thing is I really, after working with him for five, six years, I really think that he sees the music in everyone. And every, every person that he works with, he sees their music and supports their music. Oh. And it's just been a wonderful experience working with him, and it continues to be a source of tremendous delight. <laughs> oh, and he's such a delightful person, too. And, 
and he's also the most delightful and modest and kind. Oh yes, and you ever find. And modest and humble and gracious because what an amazing talent and the two of you together, a force to be reckoned with. (laughs) And speaking of a force, I'm so honored and privileged to have both of you performing next week at my singer-songwriter showcase and benefit for the Innocence Project. So that will be a memorable night. Well, you had you had the great idea because you had suggested the two of us come on together, and of course, right now um, there are limitations on musicians and singers being able to play at the same time from different locations that make it more or less impossible. And you had the great idea of each of us working on a track of the other, and then one playing live. So that's that's what we're doing. Oh, I'm so jazzed <laughs> to have you. What song are we going to hear tonight? Well, we have, uh, the song we're hearing is uh, Jameson's unbelievably brilliant arrangement of the Beatles' tune Blackbird, which is so original and thrilling that the first time I heard it when he sent me the, uh, the scratch track of the arrangement, I literally was breathless because it was so thrilling to me that I, I didn't want to miss a single nuance of it because I was so, I was just so thrilled by it and was so, so interested to see, well, what was he going to do next? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I hope I did justice on my end to it. But oh, It sounds like a magnum opus. I'm so excited. What is the meaning of music in your life? Oh, uh, it's everything. I mean, it's, it's, it's just my joy. And one thing about, you know, being in music is there's so much music. There's just so much music in the world. And it's a really, it's like being tremendously rich. You know, there's so much possibility of sound to dive into and to explore. Uh, and it's, it's, just, it's just thrilling. You know, keeping, continuing to do music during these very difficult times. This has been the great uplift that, for me, has kept me really going. Aww. And the ability to continue working, of course, as I mentioned, we, uh, you know, there's this challenge of, singing music if you're not in the same room together. And so, you know, we turned our attention towards writing music, you know, since we couldn't sing and play at the same time. (laughs) We just began doing something where we could work in a more, you know, this one and that one in a more back-and-forth manner. And that's been thrilling. We've written 35 songs since the beginning of the COVID. (gasps) Well, there you go. Another COVID blessing. I love it. I would never be able to have these showcases with singers from all over the world getting together in the same Zoom room (laughs) if it wasn't for COVID. So, and there you go, writing. Oh, I love to hear all these (laughs) blessings of COVID rather than the glass half empty. It's half full for me. And that's what you said. Music is being rich. It is. I love how you said that, and I feel so wealthy to be among the presence of greatness like yourself. (laughs) And this is a show about love, so I wanted to hear what you thought was the key to keeping and finding love in your life. Well, I mean, to me, really, I mean, of course, I, I am fortunate enough to have my family who are very supportive, my husband and my son, and my extended family of singers and, and other loved ones, sister friends and brother friends and things like that. But in, in, for me also in the end, it really, the source of love in certain ways is music. Oh. You know, that, this is a great, you know, when I was in Chicago, the players used to call it the music with a capital M because there was a, general, there was a sense of the, of the kind of sacredness and holiness mm. that, that comes out of this particular art form. Oh. And um, in some of the, uh, I'm a Buddhist and in some of the spiritual tradition that I study, you know, there is this idea of sound as being this generative, this kind of infinitely generative force. And I certainly experience that. Oh, that's wonderful. And there's so many new things where they use sound to heal illnesses. I mean, music is known to heal cancer. 
and other yeah. illnesses, especially stress-related illnesses and diseases. So it is the healing power, and that's what I love about it. I always say, let's take all this music and all these singers and put it all together in a vaccine <laughs> to heal the planet. That's right. I love it. Do you have any advice for aspiring artists? Well, I'll tell you what my advice would be, is just stay focused on your star. You know, you're going to get, there are going to be people who like what you're doing. There are going to be people who don't like what you're doing. There are going to be people who see your talent, and you're going to develop your talent yourself. And in the beginning, it might, you might be not so good in a way, what people would call not so good as you're developing and searching. But just keep your eye on that guiding star Aww. of your love. And, um, and don't be deterred by people's opinion. And don't be too much, don't get, you know, it's nice when people like the work, but don't get too involved in that either. <laughs> oh, just try and stay true to yourself. There's a wonderful, wonderful quote from Columbia's Monk. Um, genius is the one who is most like himself. Oh. And, you know, putting aside genius, <laughs> right. and putting aside being a himself <laughs> as opposed to a herself, I do think the enterprise of the artist is to constantly endeavor to become more and more like yourself. Oh, I love it. It's like rising to the occasion and being the best version of yourself, tapping into that creativity, which you say that's the source. That's the Buddha inside all of us. That's the love, the creativity, the guiding star. Well, you say it so beautifully. I'm writing down your words of wisdom. They're so healing and <laughs> soothing, and I've got a warm, comfy, cozy feeling all over. Wow. <laughs> what's, what's curious, in a way, is that the more particularly you become, the more specific you become, the more you're able to relate your own experience and a trueness and authenticity of that is the more universal you become. Uh, it's, a, it's an odd thing that the more particular you become, the more universal you become. Oh, that is so brilliantly said. I'm writing that down again. The more particular you become, the more universal you become. And that's because... We're all the same on the inside. It's only the outside that is different. And on the inside, we're the same human beings. If we could stop looking at only the outer appearance and the outer things we have, we'd see we're all one and the same. I love it. I think we also all have the same degree of complexity within ourselves. Yes. Oh, I love it. Wow, I'm so moved by that. Is there anything else you'd like to tell your friends, family, and fans before we say I do? I would just say support music. You know, find what is meaningful to you. It doesn't have to be jazz. Of course, I wish it would be jazz. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of supporting music, but just support art and find what, you know, I promise you, if you find what is, that you will find what is something that is meaningful to you in art and that enriches your life, and that your life will be enriched, I promise. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you so much. Woo! I'm so moved and blown away. And without further ado, we're going to hear Ada Bird Wolf in Blackbird. Take it away, Ada. <laughs> Bravo. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff. Bye-bye. Singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings And learn to fly Oh, you 
You were only waiting for this moment to arise. Blackbirds singing in the dead of night. Take these sunken eyes and learn to see all your life. You were only waiting for this moment to be free. Blackbird, fly. Blackbird. Light of the dark black night. Blackbirds singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. You were only waiting for this moment to arise. Blackbird, fly! Blackbird, fly! Into the light of the dark black night. Broken wings, sunken eyes, learn to fly. Blackbird, arise, waiting all your life. Singing, waiting to see all your life to be free. Blackbird, arise! Blackbird, fly! Blackbird, arise! Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly all your life. You were only waiting for this moment to arise. You were only waiting for this moment to arise. You were only waiting, waiting, waiting. You were only waiting to fly. How great was that? Welcome back to the show, Sarah. We were talking about extremes, perfectionism, either being the best or the worst, and trying to live in the present rather than the future or the past, and maybe some tools on reaching a happy medium. Have you thought about that and coming up with any ways that you might think, since you're so conscious and aware, smart, I was wondering if you had any ideas of how you might meet in the middle. I don't know. I mean, I think 
I mean, I know I'm aware of it, but I guess I don't, I, maybe part of the reason I'm also awake is <laughs> I don't really know what to do about it, especially with, I mean, it's an overall issue, I guess I'm realizing, but I think it, it what I've just been dealing with right now is all this COVID nuttiness, which, you know, just has exasperated the issue a little bit. Let's start with an example. You talked about having people over, that it was hard for you to be present even when they're there because you're so stressed and worried about COVID safety or what's going to happen in the future. And I was wondering if you could come up with any ways where you might let go of being a chronic worrier about things and enjoy your present. That would be good. How would you suggest we do that? Yeah, well, as far as coming up with tools and having a toolkit of what you can do to stay in the moment and stay out of the past and the future, it's basically just breathing and pausing. Mm -hmm. Is that hard for you to be able to breathe and or pause? You said you had asthma and a lot of times that's symptomatic. <laughs> yes. I'm not good at breathing. Exactly. Of people that are holding their breath, either in fear or in worry. I know I had asthma as a child, and I know that I felt suffocated. I couldn't mm-hmm. breathe as a kid, and I did not come from what you came from. I came from absolutely no nurturing and complete criticism. But again, that could be the same of both ends I literally couldn't breathe. What's keeping you from breathing and pausing? I don't know. I mean, I I have a hard time breathing, one, because of the medical issue, but I feel like I also have a hard time breathing because I, it's like, I, I just, I think if I keep going or if I don't, like, think about it too much, or and I just, like, let myself be in the worry and I don't really address the issue, then it's fine. <laughs> Rather than, like, taking a moment to breathe and, and work through it. So are you saying that you're a doer, 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 rather than a yeah. being, being, being? You know, they say we're busy doing, yeah, doing, exactly. doing. That's, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I, I keep going, keep going, keep going, and I worry throughout it or I stress throughout it rather than just being like, okay, let's take a minute, let's breathe, let's pause, let's, right. you know, everything is fine. I don't do that. I just go, go, go. And like I said, the whole thing with the COVID thing, why it's been so hard for me is like I'm very much out and about like all the time. It's very, very difficult. So right. trying to balance that and stay safe, but also seeing people when I can't see people and, you know, all of that. I just had a light bulb go on as you were talking. And what I see is another COVID blessing to start with, that right now you do have time. There's not a lot of places to be going and doing, 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 (laughs) which allows for the perfect opportunity for you to practice being out of your comfort zone, to Mm -hmm. practice pausing, because that's what it takes. You can't just all of a sudden in the moment start pausing and breathing. It's got to be something you access because you've experienced it. I'm wondering Mm -hmm. if right now, if you're willing to take on this mission possible with me, we can both practice a little bit of pausing and see what it feels like so that it's an experience that will be in your toolkit And you can access it at times when you are getting into the tailspin of worrying and running, running, running and staying out of the present, being in the future, being in the past. You want to maybe practice with me? Sure. I'm happy to do it with you because I'm exactly like you. And I'm a doer, doer, doing. I have so many lists. I keep going and going until I'm complete on burnout. Oh, my gosh. You should see my phone. It just has... Note after note after note, to-do list, to-do list, to-do list. Right, right, right. And then, I don't know if you experience this, but I do. I get on physical burnout that I just can't even move anymore. I'm so exhausted from my oh, head. Totally. Right? I wear myself out doing nothing, and I keep thinking, because it's all mental, because I'm sitting here all day, all night, right? Like, I can't go anywhere, and I'm exhausted. Like, just <laughs> exhausted. <laughs> 
it. <laughs> I mean, it's frightening. And I keep thinking, like, oh, my gosh, when I go back to work, and I normally work, like, like all the time, like, just all the time. I was like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to survive? Because I'm so tired now, and I'm literally not leaving the house. Like, I feel, <laughs> but, like, right now, I'm lying here, right, with my computer working, and it's like, how did I ever manage to get up and do things and not totally run myself into the ground? But I think it's just the emotional exhaustion all of this, I mean, and, and this point specifically, but just all of it, it's like, holy moly, like, oh, I mean, I am just I'm, so tired, right? I'm exhausted, Sarah, just hearing you. And just to <laughs> so let you tired. know, my laughter is that I identify with every single thing you said. We are definitely like-minded spirits, and just hearing you, <laughs> I'm worn out. Like, I need to take a tizzy right now because I'm worn out just hearing that. So let's do this together. And, ooh, I got chills right now because we can both practice a moment. I find that when you experience something, it's a lot better and goes a lot deeper into your toolbox kit than if we just talk about it. So you ready to take a tizzy okay. with me? I'm like yawning. I'm like getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is just going to be a really short, quick one. All we're going to do right now, all we're going to do is inhale to the count of five. We're going to hold that breath for five, and we're going to let that go for five, up to the count of five. And that's it okay. for now. Okay, so I'm going to do it with you. We're going to do it together. So here we go. We're going to inhale to the count of five slowly. One, two, three, four, five. Hold that for a count of five. Then you're going to exhale slowly to the count of five. One, two, three, four, five. How was that for you, Sarah? Good, actually, surprisingly. Could you breathe? Yeah. I wonder if we cleared your airwaves. We may heal your asthma right <laughs> here and now. <laughs> what was uncomfortable about that? It's just hard for me to sit still in general, but when I do that, like, I do get more centered. I just don't do it. Right. I love it. Okay, let's try it one more time where you do it, and I'm not even going to lead you through it. And we're going to just pause. So I guess it's going to really take a total of 15 seconds. Okay. Because it's going to be five inhale, five hold, and five exhale. Okay. okay. Here we go. Wow. I could hear that exhale, and I could hear, I'm going to get teary-eyed here in a good way, but I heard so much relief and worry leaving your body. I don't know if it left your mind and spirit, but I would assume since they're all three connected that it left for a moment. What was your experience? It's definitely better. I love it. I would suggest putting this moment into your toolbox kit because you said, I don't really know what to do to take that pendulum from way high mm -hmm. or way low and put it somewhere in the middle. But this is something you can do any time of the day or night. Mm -hmm. What I would recommend is even scheduling it. Because sometimes it's hard to do things in the moment. We're all flustered. You know, you're not all of a sudden, when you're spinning, going to go, oh, yeah, wait, I'm going to breathe <laughs> yeah. for 15 seconds. Is there a time for the rest of tonight or today or whenever that you want to schedule right here and right now a 15-second breath? Sure. Why don't you... Think of that for a minute and tell me out loud, when's the next time you might want to take a 15-second breath? Um, let's see. I mean, I it could be before dinner, it could be after dinner, it could be in the morning, it could be at night. Well, I mean, 
it's already night, but I I think like in general, like when I'm getting ready for bed, like when I do my like you know take off makeup if I happen to maybe put on makeup that day, which I haven't so much during COVID, but um. <laughs> like washing my face and brushing my teeth like and at that point when I get into like pajamas and and settling in wow that would be a good time I like that and you know what they say that right before bed is the best time to transform our minds and our consciousness because it (laughs) stays with us and I also had another vision I had a vision of you taking off your makeup and looking in the mirror and doing something what I call mirror work by mm-hmm. practicing to look into your eyes, see your soul and your spirit and practicing doing this breathing after that. You could literally look in the mirror. Do you do that? Do you ever look into your eyes in the mirror? Not like consciously or anything. Else. Right. I mean, I'm not talking about looking in the mirror so you can see where your mascara goes, but I'm talking about just not doing anything else. So this is something you could do before or after your 15-second pause. Maybe even afterwards, just look into your eyes and see that beauty and that brilliance and that magnificence. It's you. It's something to add to your toolbox that you could do. Yeah, I like that. I'm excited because you just gifted me something also. As I'm hearing you commit to it, I'm like, wait, I got to be doing this too so that I'm, (laughs) you know, I want to be walking the talk instead of just talking the talk. So you've helped me Mm -hmm. so much, Sarah. And I'd love to hear if you want to call back and let us know how it goes and then we can work on more tools. This is really something that is not only helping and inspiring me, but you're not alone. I would say there's actually not anyone on the planet that doesn't relate to this. Yeah. That would be great if we had a 15-second moment where everybody on the planet yeah. no, is doing this. It makes this. me think of, like, when they did at the beginning of all this craziness. Remember, it was, like, at night at 8 o'clock, they, like, everybody, like, um, clapped for the healthcare workers or whatever. Oh. They did that for, like, a week or two. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know if it was everywhere, but yes. it was in... California, at least, um, and, like, everybody would, like, go out on their balcony and, like, cheer and all of that, and it was, like, not that that was a pause or anything, but it was something that was, like, okay, it's time to do that, and it was just for a second. Oh, wow. I love it, and that's exactly what I was thinking of, and check this out, Sarah. There's, I don't know if you believe in vibrations, but when you are doing this, you're putting that vibration into the universe, so it's as if... You're sending this out to everyone on the planet. Well, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) You could think about it as you are helping everybody out. And you are applauding all the healthcare workers and all those suffering. You are bringing healing to the universe. I love it. We're going to be doing it together. I hope this helps you get some sweet, soft, serene, safe slumber. (laughs) Sarah. I love it. No, it's super, super helpful. You are really insightful and I'm glad I figured out the bigger issue. I will definitely start putting into practice the breathing. I think that'll (laughs) definitely be step one in getting to some sense of uh, peace with that. Oh, and my wish is for you not only to heal your mind and your spirit, but your body as well. And you may be able to breathe easier and heal your asthma. (laughs) Yeah, right? Right. Oh, right. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. And peace and blessings to you. Thank you so much for having me on. I love your show, so I was excited to be able to call in. Oh, that means the world to me. Thank you for being such a treasure and gift to all of us. Bye-bye now. My pleasure. Happy night. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Well, that's all the time we have. Tune in nightly at 9 p.m. Pacific Time and midnight Eastern Time to AmericanHeartsRadio.com for another enlightening episode of Sleepless in Studio City. Dr. Debs, deemed the new relationship guru, a West Coast Dr. Laura, and East Coast Carrie Bradshaw, provides comforting, heartfelt help. She will lift your spirits, illuminate your mind, inspire creativity, 
promote positivity, and empower you to pursue your highest aspirations. You deserve to be the best version of yourself. If you'd like to be a guest caller, featured artist, or have your writing question answered on the show, feel free to contact Dr. Debs at sleeplessinstudiocity@gmail.com, at gmail.com and she'll schedule you for the next opening. For replay links, updates, and affirmations, please visit facebook.com slash sleeplessinstudiocity or twitter.com slash drdebs. Find full episodes on iTunes. You can also listen to five-minute excerpts on YouTube while watching a soothing, serene slideshow. Dr. Debs is available around the clock for telephone life coaching sessions, and the first consultation is free. Contact her at sleeplessinstudiocity at gmail.com to arrange an appointment at your convenience. Dr. Debs will impart weekly wows, words of wisdom, and leave you with esteem builders and confidence boosters to help you transform from the inside out. Repeat often. Say them in the morning, in the evening, while driving, standing in line, or on a lunch break. Speak with conviction, and you will begin to believe. Without further ado, here's Dr. Debs. Thank you, Maxie, for that endearing and enduring closing. I'm eternally grateful for your encouragement, your enthusiasm, your energy. You are the sunshine of my life. You give me hope to carry on. I'm the luckiest parent on the planet to have been chosen by you (laughs) for the most glorious job ever. It's actually not a job. (laughs) It is pure bliss and joy. Every moment is a miraculous, magical, memorable, magnificent (laughs) adventure. It's a jolly holiday with Maxie. Maxie makes the sun shine bright. Though the day is bold and ordinary, Maxie makes the sun shine. Oh, happiness is looming all around me. The daffodils are shining at your door. When Maxie holds your hand, you feel so grand. Your heart starts beating like a big brass band. Oh, (laughs) it's a jolly holiday with Maxie. No wonder that it's Maxie that we love. (laughs) Thank you to Mary Poppins. I leave you with these words of wisdom from Rumi. Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that have built against you. Set your life on fire. Seek those who fan your flames. I know you're tired, but come, this is the way. These pains you feel are messengers. Listen to them. Your heart is the size of an ocean. Go find yourself in its hidden depths. Don't you know yet? It is your light that lights the worlds. To praise the sun is to praise your own eyes. Why do you stay in prison, that prison of your mind, when the door is so wide open? Here are some affirmations. For building esteem. I'm aware of my gift to the world and share it freely. I am a positive being aware of my potential. I am compassionate with others and myself. I love to meet other people and make new friends. (laughs) That's me. Call me curious. I love (laughs) new adventures and new people or anything new. I am my best source of motivation. I attract positive people into my life. I make a difference by showing up every day and doing my best. Challenges are opportunities to grow and improve. I am worthy of having what I want. I am grateful, there's that great word, for my journey and its lessons. I accept compliments easily. I am creative and open to new solutions. I choose to embrace the mystery of life. I already have what I need. Everything right here and right now is for my highest good and the highest good of all those I care about. I am stronger than I seem. I am braver than I think. 
<laughs> Miracles are taking place in my life right now. Can you hear them? Can you see them? Can you feel them? Can you touch them? Can you smell them? <laughs> I rest my case. Peace out. <laughs> After midnight, we're gonna let it all hang out. After midnight, we're gonna let it all hang out. I see. After midnight, 